Hi friends, Gerald Law here. Welcome to the Love Lake Norman podcast. Love Lake Norman is a church in Cornelius, North Carolina, whose mission is to help people find and follow Jesus. You're about to hear a message that will be helpful and hopeful. Our goal is to encourage you to take the next step in your faith. Wherever you are, we want you to know that God has a plan and a purpose for you. Thanks for spending time with us today. We hope you enjoy this message. Last week, we uh, talked about the fact that Christmas is, you know, beyond the trees and the presents and the gatherings, it's about an arrival. The arrival. An arrival that you don't want to miss. My, My son Luke earlier this year had an important package being delivered to our house. One of those things that you have to sign for, like you have to be present for. So, so we had to be home for it. And we kept missing the delivery guy and he kept leaving notes for us and it was very frustrating. This arrival, you don't wanna miss. You wanna be home for. Christmas isn't just about singing carols or the scene of Jesus in a manger with the animals or the wise men and the shepherds out on a hillside together. It is about his arrival. His arrival like a blazing spotlight into a dark world. An arrival that meant something not just to them, but an arrival that means something to us. When something good happens, we let people know, right? Like like when you have friends who have a success, uh, I mean, sometimes we can get jealous, I realize, but if you're like me, you get excited for people who have success in their lives. We wanna like celebrate with people who have something to celebrate. That's what we do. We've had some babies born in our church this year and it's amazing, Uh, my friends, Jason and Jacqueline are opening up a new restaurant in Cornelius in 2022, and it is gonna be incredible. In fact, we, uh, we gotta all go together on opening night. Uh, our worship pastor, Phil, has written some amazing songs in the last couple of years, and we need to be celebrating that and letting people know. My college buddy, Grant, is running for public office. Someone has a relationship breakthrough or a job success, or overcomes an addiction, and, and, and man, those are things we should be celebrating together. We should be shouting about those things from the rooftops. We, we live by this truth with so many things in our lives that when something good happens, the world around us needs to know. So what have you announced lately to the world? It might be to your, to your world that's your family around the dinner table, or it might be something that you announced on Instagram or on Facebook or or some other social media platform? What have you announced lately? When something good happens, the world around us, they need to know. That's how, we, that's how we feel. Now, sometimes we do hold it in. We choose not to celebrate the wins that are happening around us for whatever reason, whether it's jealousy or embarrassment or, or, or maybe just plain old apathy, we choose to hold things in. Maybe we've gotten jaded so that Nothing phases us anymore. Well, let me say this. We need to be people who are phased sometimes, right? When we don't celebrate what's around us, it makes me afraid that we're losing touch with joy. If everything around you is blah, 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 whatever, that's not an everything around you problem. That's a you problem. That's a me problem because there are things around you and me that are worth Celebrating, So I want to encourage you today, and, and, and this is what today's message is about. Let's be people who shout out the good news. Let's be people who celebrate things that are to be celebrated and, and celebrate in, in like appropriate ways with appropriate intensity. What if you had a friend, say, for instance, who, who happened to be a basketball star on, say, the Charlotte Hornets? Maybe 
he was a good friend of yours that you went to school with and say his name was LaMelo Ball. And one night, LaMelo happens to hit a game-winning shot to put the Hornets into the playoffs. Now, you're there, right behind the bench, and as the crowd goes wild, he comes straight over to you because you're his friend, right? And he is so hyped up, he is so jacked. What are you gonna do? Like, are you gonna like clap a couple of times? Yay, way to go, like that, no. You're gonna get just as jacked as he is. You're gonna stand up, you're gonna jump up and down, you're gonna get just as fired up as the rest of the crowd is because that's the appropriate response in that situation. You're gonna like video it on your camera and start texting your friends and sharing your experience with the world around you. So when, when something great happens, I wanna challenge you to be an encourager, to be someone who shares the good news. Last week, we talked about how the people close to Jesus in his family, specifically Zechariah and Elizabeth and, and Mary, how they prepared themselves for the coming of this child. So today, let's move ahead to some of the other well-known people in our story, the shepherds. Because when it comes to hearing some great news and responding appropriately, these are the guys that we can learn something from. Here's what the Bible says about them in Luke's gospel. Here's how uh, Luke writes it in Luke chapter two. He says this, and there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. Now, just a word about these guys. They were social rejects, the shepherds were. They weren't a part of society, really. They were just on the outskirts of it. They were always in the fields. It says they lived there and they were always taking care of, of their sheep. They didn't uh, get to come to the temple. They didn't get to join in on the festivals that everybody else was a part of. They weren't a part of those things. They were forgotten. They felt invisible, which is why what happened next shocked them, but it, but it points to this great truth about God. God wants to use ordinary people to communicate his extraordinary message. God doesn't choose the ones with the loudest voice, the biggest audience, the ones with the most followers or the biggest social media influencers or any of that stuff. He wants to use the normal, forgotten, invisible, and ignored. God's perfect message of love is best delivered through imperfect people. Why is that? Uh, I'm not 100% sure, but I have a guess. When you have a humble, imperfect, person delivering a life-changing message, there's nothing to distract from the message itself. In fact, I think an imperfect person delivering God's message to God's people actually amplifies the message. It doesn't distract from it. So here's, here's what happens next. An angel of the Lord appeared to them and the, the, the glory of the Lord shone around them and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people Today in the town of David, a savior has been born to you. He's the Messiah, the Lord, and this will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. What, is God, what God does often causes both wonder and fear. Like fear happens when we don't understand what God is doing. We can't comprehend what's happening and, and that it could possibly be good. For, for, for these guys, a flash of light and an angel in the middle of the desert right in front of them did not seem like a very good thing. Their, their lives were probably flashing in front of their eyes. They were thinking like, this is an alien and we are all dead. We all live with some fears. But if you can't get past them, a mindset of fear will keep you from seeing, experiencing, and sharing good news. Some of us live 
in that world all the time in constant fear of things that are, that are happening around us or to us because we're not really accepting that God is with us and that he has a plan. He has things worked out, that, that, that he knows the past, he knows the present and the future, and that he has it all under his control. But we tend to want to live in the fear, in the, in the place before the acceptance of those things about him, because for some weird reason, it gives us an illusion of control over our lives when we do that. But that fear that you live with, it will eat away at you, truly like a cancer eats away at a body. Fear will slowly erode your soul. And you know what allowed the shepherds to break through their fear and to get on the other side of it? The right voice. I mean, I mean we listen to the wrong voices a lot, don't we? Like, like people who are not representing God's truth to us, people who, who have agendas for us, or even our own voice, which can sometimes speak lies to us about ourselves, our situation and about who God really is. But in the middle of that field, at midnight, it was the voice of an angel that God used to cut through the fear and call them forward into something better. And the first thing the angel says is, don't be afraid. And it's like, he knows what they're going through. And before anything else, he needs to let them know that it's going to be okay. And then he tells them this, I'm actually bringing you good news, not bad news, good news. What's happening here tonight in the little backwoods town that we're in is going to cause great joy for everyone. The Messiah, the Savior, he is here. And if you ever needed more proof that Jesus came for the, for the downtrodden, for the lost, for the humble, the lowly, the oppressed, the outsider, this is all you need to see. An angel of the Lord announcing that the Savior of the world has come to a group of dirty shepherds in the middle of the night. This is the God who meets us where we are, and he doesn't leave us there. You see what the angel said? This will be a sign to you. You'll find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. In other words, with this announcement came expectation. The expectation that they wouldn't just stand around. They wouldn't just stand still with this news, questioning whether, did that really happen? Or whether like Shepherd Jerry, you know, slipped something funny into their water bottles again and they all had a, a, a vision together. That's what happens when we don't act on what we've been told, when we don't act out of obedience. We start to stand around and we drift and we begin to question, we begin to forget. The angel said, you will find. And, and in order to find, you first have to look, don't you? The angel was saying, it's time for you to start looking. Go on a, a journey to find this child. This isn't just for them, the people out there. This is for you too. But to be with Jesus, you can't stay here. And that is incredibly true. If you want to be with Jesus, you can't stay where you are. You can't stay put. You can't let your fears take over and tell you what to do. You can't be paralyzed and motionless, afraid to make a wrong step. God's saying, listen, trust, and move. Listen, trust, and move. Each one depending on the other. You aren't really listening if you're not trusting. You aren't really trusting if you're not moving. It's the moving. Sometimes that's the scariest thing, right? But when you do, when you move in a particular direction, sometimes in any direction. God loves that. He can work with that. God loves to steer a moving ship, not one that's safely tucked in the harbor. You, you know that quote, fortune favors the brave? Well, God favors the obedient. And when you step out in your search for Jesus and in your journey with Jesus, it's amazing the freedom, adventure, and the joy that that brings. 
stepping out. It's your invitation and it will literally change your life. Here's what happens. Suddenly a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. And so they hurried off and they found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. And when they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. And and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. So if one angel wasn't enough to convince them that that the sky erupts with angels everywhere singing, which is, I mean, how can you really even describe what that was like? It must have been beyond anything in their wildest dreams. And so they say, let's go. Let's go there and see this thing that's happened. And so they go, they find Mary, they find Joseph, they find the baby in a manger. And then what do they do next? It says, when they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. Can you imagine these shepherds? Like the invisible ones, right? The ignored ones, the silent ones who you rarely saw and probably never heard were all of a sudden telling everybody about this baby Jesus. All their fears had melted away in an experience with the angels and this little baby, the Messiah himself. And so these stoic, rough, tough guys were falling all over themselves, tripping over themselves to tell everybody about what they had seen. For the first time in their lives, they were feeling a profound sense of hope and joy and love, and they couldn't wait to tell the world about it. You share about what you care about. You share about what you care about and their world had suddenly been turned upside down or or they might actually say our world finally got turned right side up and and they'd finally found their purpose. They finally found their meaning and their fulfillment and that would change their lives forever. And, and, And that is the offer to you and to me. That's the reason for this arrival, the arrival of pure love, the arrival of our savior, the one we need, even if we don't know it or won't yet admit it. He's coming and he's announcing, because of me, life is not ever going to be the same. This calls for a change. This calls for an about face. This calls for a a declaration, an announcement, and it calls for joyfully, hopefully, full of hope, sharing the news with people around us because we share about what we care about and we share things with people we care about. So here's how you can do this right now, this Christmas season today. First is, is this, deal with your fears. Let people think of you what they're going to think. They're going to anyway, right? And, and, and truthfully, let me just say this. People don't think about us as much as we think they do. Sad news, but true. Don't let your fear of speaking up silence you. Second thing is this. Recognize that God favors the obedient. I don't mean obedient like right and wrong obedient. You, you, you know, like don't do bad things, only do good things. Not that. That's not it. That's not the gospel. He came because I can't not do wrong things. I mean, obedient to what he has asked us to do. 
And he's asking us, like the shepherds, to go, to go find Jesus and then to go find people to tell. And then, invite somebody to sit with you. Get, get people here with you to church. Invite somebody to watch this with you. Maybe it's, it's next week, maybe it's on Christmas Eve. Give them an, an invite card or text them or call them or send them a link. Once you do, you realize how easy that is, but make no mistake, inviting somebody to church is a way of responding like the shepherds did. They experienced Jesus, and then they just had to tell somebody about him. These tough guys, they just had to tell somebody. We share about what we care about. Go and tell people. Go and invite people, because when you do, when you do, the opportunity isn't just there for their lives to be changed. What happens is that being an inviter, being an announcer, well, it changes your life as well. Let's pray. God, would you just give us a spirit of boldness today, a spirit that is not about fear, but is about obedience, not obedience like I gotta do all the right things and not the wrong things. You've taken care of that through the cross, so we don't have to be that kind of person, but obedience that says, when you call me, God, I'm gonna say yes. When you ask, I'm gonna, re I'm gonna reply yes. Would you give us a spirit of that? And then would you uh, just place people in front of us, people around us, give us people in our lives that we need to invite. Would you just help us to take a minute and think about those people who need to hear from you, God, who need an experience with you that like the shepherds and like so many of us, like me, can be life-changing. We pray this in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Thanks again for listening. You can find out more about Love Lake Norman at lovelkn.org. If you live in our area, we would love to have you join us on Sunday. If you're not near our church, we want to encourage you to find a life-giving church to be a part of where you live. That will be a key next step on your spiritual journey. Please take a minute, subscribe to this podcast, and keep up to date with our weekly messages. And thanks again for joining the Love Lake Norman podcast.